Everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. No, 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 it was so perfect. It was so much. Well, guess Uh. what? We keep it all of this so y'all can laugh right along with us. (laughs) And thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. Today on the line with me, I have my sister Tasha. Hey, sister. Hi, sister. How are you? <laughs> uh, oh, I am doing fantastic. Today was actually a good day. Um, yeah. I got up and I went walking at about six on this morning and mm-hmm. made my little smoothie drink or whatever. Went to a meeting and started walking again at 12 like girl what's wrong with you but it was so nice you know some days just be so nice it's like I gotta get out here and play around mm-hmm. you know, I understand I love your sky pictures from today and every day it's always something different it'd be mm-hmm. the same stuff right but it's always just a different view mm-hmm. so, I don't know Thank you for well, joining. Isn't that me, a good though? metaphor for metaphor for life? <laughs> so thank you for having me. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a follow up to our sister's podcast, Life Be Lifing, and yes, in this one, we want to discuss this a little bit more, but also provide some solutions to life. Because we don't have the answer. We was not born with a book. And we all out here playing along to get along. Mm -hmm. So as my sister was listening, you know, she had some thoughts go through her head and some aha moments and things like that. And we just want to share it with you guys. Yes. So let me just start by saying I love my siblings. I may not be close to all of you, but I love y'all. And if ever you need a, a shoulder, I have two. If you need ears, I have two of them too. Um, and you have safe space in me. Even if it feels like a stranger, sometimes I'm the best sort of people to talk to because they don't have any um any history with you. Yeah, they don't they don't have the luxury of history, is what I call it, um, which is why I love therapy. Because you have somebody who doesn't have the luxury of history. And when you're telling them your story, they can hear it um, from the outside looking in. And it's just a different view, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just listening to Kanisa and her friend Aspen talk. <sighs> my heart was just aching. Mm-hmm. My heart was aching. Um, because not their particular, like, life events that they spoke about, like, of course, that's, that's trauma and traumatic and it's very difficult, but their responses to it made me hurt because I feel like a lot of their generation have so much pressure to have it all figured out. And, um, I think that social media is playing a big, big part in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also 
Like for us, when we were coming up, like when we were in our 20s, our elders didn't talk to us. Um, they either talked at us or they gave us a bunch of like um, uh, cautionary tale type shit. So like people, they didn't really speak to you clean and clear about what life is like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they would say things like cliffhangers. Oh, just keep living. You're like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, can I get the rest of it, please? Yeah, yeah I mean, you, can, you, you keep on, you gonna find out, find out what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like this fear tactic type thing. Like, you know, we'll just wait till you have kids. No, tell me. Mm-hmm. You know Why what I'm saying? Have to like, wait. Can you just tell me? Spell it, please spell it out for me. Like you've been where I'm going in a lot of ways and I need your wisdom so that I can better navigate the path and I think it bothers me so much because a lot of our elders will say oh I want you to be better than me how when you don't give me the game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's almost like they misery loves company they want to see you stumble or be better than them in theory but in actual life (laughs) <laughs> they want you to struggle as hard as they did because if Low you key. didn't why yeah, didn't you lo- tell me yeah yeah and how were you you know how how were you you think you want to share some of those details so I can just <clears throat> paint a picture for myself yeah the, the generations are different but yeah experience the same thing just look a little yeah. different yeah and you have the same feelings you know I um, frequently, or or let me let me not say recently, more or not say frequently, more recently, I have been talking about the feelings that you have in your body, because mm-hmm. I think it's important to reconnect with how things make you feel in your body and what that feels like. Okay, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we separate our mind and our body, so that allows us to be um, physically unhealthy and not connected to our mental health or lack thereof, right? We try to deal with those things separately or Mm -hmm. just put our emotions over here and our mental health over here, like we're all connected. And so when I talk about things like, you know, what did that feel like in your body? Or even for me going back in my life, like that felt like this feeling in my body, Um, I think it's important for us in learning that we all have those, right? These are feelings, thoughts, whatever emotions that our creator gave us coming here. And we all have the same spectrum. And so even if we didn't have the same experience, like help me navigate what this feels like in my body. Help me navigate. I'm still learning how to navigate feelings in my body. (laughs) I know you are. You talked about (laughs) we've talked about it in other ways Um, and that's another thing that you know where we get hung up on that we were taught one side of the thing so we'll just let me just go ahead and say it so like talking about women and pleasure and our bodies right we were taught that sex was for grown people married people um, just don't do it Mm -hmm. we were not taught that sex is pleasurable sex is natural and urges to do so are natural and normal instead they told us just don't do it or that if you did it you would be um 
tainted, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I have this shame or stigma attached to something that is a natural, normal urge for me. Okay. And so then when it is my turn, quote unquote, when I am married or when the circumstances are proper, I can't connect with that because from as young as I can remember, I've had a negative association with this act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the elders in the community don't even take you to the side like, oh, girl, you get married. Now, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> it's like they they just leave us to figure it out. Guess your way if through. Ever. Yeah, if ever, like, or talk to your, your friends about it. Um, if you and your friends are that close and you sharing experiences mm-hmm. and maybe they right, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole mess. So just in listening to Kanisa and Aspen, I just, I just hurt for them. And I think that the benefit that they have is that our generation is more open about talking about it. You know, and being like, yeah, I know you feel we like it's like scarred. this now. Exactly. I know you feel like it's like this now. It won't always be like this. Like, here are the reasons why. Um, and I can applaud us for leaning into our vulnerability and opening up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to present myself as superwoman to nobody. Mm-hmm. To nobody. I'm tired. Um, I've been a strong Black woman. That shit is a it's a, <laughs> a facade. Um, it is a scam. Like, no, I need help. All the help that I can get. Because I'm not about to use up all of my life, um, health and wellness on everybody else except for myself. No. And I'm I thought doing. that was big of her, you know, to be like, man, when I get in those moments, I know to call you. You know, yeah. um, yeah. that was she out from birth. <laughs> look, this little girl <laughs> like has always said. touched me. <laughs> look, mm-hmm. because I felt like she was mad. It was like I have a child, her mama have a child. I have a child, her mama have a child. I have a child, her mama. Have, you know, what, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so it just got to the point, like, okay, well, this one here, this one mine. You know, mm-hmm. she she get to come with me, and and that was our relationship. And so for her to, she's still healing. Um, when I moved away, that was tough for her. And to be where she is now and to express, you crushed me. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff that you weren't in the delivery room with me. You mm-hmm. know, all these milestones that mm-hmm. I should have been there for, right? We don't know why life life us in the way that it does but it do and so then we gain that experience and we grow from it and so she is at a teachable phase of her life and it's like I can't mess this up Mm. you know because Mm. for me Mm -hmm. it's it's this is her life that I'm about to to be involved in and we can't play with it because right. if you make the wrong decision now, it's not about you. You have a child that these decisions is going to reflect. You yeah. know, what type of generational stuff are we attaching to her that we should be trying to break up? 
it's time to set new examples and mm-hmm. we have to reprogram and unlearn a lot of things because we're moving forward. We're growing, we're adulting in this mm-hmm. life, you <laughs> At know, the highest level. Yeah. And adulting is, is, you know, you want to be stable. Like what does that look like for people? You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. turn up every weekend and keep living from paycheck to paycheck. I can't mm-hmm. be out here broke, you know, um, I need something. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling them, it took me, listen, I didn't, I didn't been there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've what they, I've done it all and seen it all under the sun. It's some stuff that I ain't seen that I'm a little slow with, but for the most part, all of the real stuff, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I had to navigate my own way through. But it's then made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I told her, y'all, y'all used to laugh at me and get mad. Like, look at her. She didn't just churched out on us. You know, she this, she that. But now it's like, I need to get what she got. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, we were supposed to be talking about solutions. So a couple of the things that that stuck out for me when listening is the first thing um, we have to do, and, and I'm not just speaking to them and the younger generation, but us too. We have to um, change the language that we use in talking about life, um, our lives more specifically, and some of our challenges in life. Because words mean things. And Aspen says something like, it's okay to be weak. Well, weak carries a very negative connotation, especially in the Black community, especially among women. And I think what she meant was it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The vulnerability is the polar opposite of weakness. And crying and expressing your feelings and emotions and actually feeling them is far from being weak. And so it's going to take us shifting how we talk about our struggles and our challenges before we can really face them down and move through the feelings that come along with those challenges. You know what I'm saying? So that was one thing that really stuck out for me. We're going to have to firm up our boundaries. Um, and, you know, Kanisa's at a place where there's somebody who she just can't be in the same room with. Right. And so for mm-hmm. her own, so, so for her own safety, health, wellness, and self-care, that's a firm boundary that she's drawing right now between her, this person, and KJ and their connection, whoever that person is. And so her boundary is, KJ, I love you. I want to be there with you. We're going to have to celebrate your birthday before or after. Because I am not at a place where I can share space with this person without causing harm in some way or another that I'm going and to y'all later. need to understand that. You know, right. it, it don't make me less than. It don't mean that I don't like you. It means that I know myself. You know, right. that's like when we look at our brothers, you know, Jeremy one way, 
But then, you know, Jamal is another way. And right now, mm-hmm. Jamal being real, real passive. But like he said, I know me, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want to do something that's going to cost me later, you yeah. know, and he almost 40. And so we learn ourselves enough. I had to learn myself, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, mm-hmm. talking about them, I still mm-hmm. have to catch myself because when you got to lock yourself in the house for 30 days from fear of doing the most, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can't even go into details on air, you know, but when you got to lock yourself up, you got to do what you got to do to protect those you love and yourself mm-hmm. because you matter more than some slick thinking that's going to cost you. We got to always be mindful of our decisions because it's consequences and rewards. Yeah. Yeah. And then release this idea that everyone knows it, that everyone has the key, everyone older than you. Like maturity doesn't even come with age. Maturity comes with working, (laughs) doing your work. Okay. Working on your issues, identifying, you know, problems or even patterns of yours that don't serve you becoming aware and then making a different choice that's maturity but just because people older than you don't mean that they the plug that they have the key that they know how to navigate your life their own life or situation and so that's another solution find your village get with people who are going to pour into you who are going to be honest with you are going to hold you accountable and then check in with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you said you wanted to do X thing. Where are you on that? You know what I'm saying? To help you build some goals. Get with people who have life skills you don't damn have. Yeah. That's me. I, I became a mother at 38. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had been in labor and delivery for 15 years before becoming a mother. You know what I've done these last four, almost five years? Build my village of mothers, reconnect with my friends in a different way, and my family, i.e. my sisters, who are mothers. Because I need help navigating this. And women who I know, who, who are the type of mothers who I want to become, or they have mm-hmm. an aspect of motherhood that I admire, that I revere, that I'm like, wow, it's all inspiring. I have cleaved, <laughs> I have, I have made myself a positive magnet mm-hmm. and drawn myself to these people. And I've created a community, even on social media, of women where other women can come and mothers can connect and find their villages. What's the name so, of that? The mother's hood. <laughs> Because it'd be real ghetto. <laughs> because it's real ghetto sometimes in these motherhood streets, okay? But, you know, social media can be a, a great place for things like that. Like, find your village. Find your people. Connect with someone who's going to inspire you, who's going to keep you motivated, who's going to hold you accountable, you know, and, and charge and pour into you. You don't want to just have people who plug in. You get what I'm saying? Like Aspen said that. I got a list of 20 people 
And then when you call that, them, baby, they're I not available. That. You know how I, I feel about that. I already know. Yeah. You better cut that off was the me. power. That's why we got a whole new phone number. You know, you Look. get tired of people just sucking your dry. No, you can't do that. We can't move like that. And you know, I've told you that. <laughs> yeah, but I had to learn, you know, and it's like even the yeah. blue get weak. Yeah. You know? Yeah, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, you told like, me no, that. No. Thank you. You took them words right out of my mouth. You stopped saying to me, mm-hmm. "How we finish sentences?" Mhm. Mhm. I said, yeah. "No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not about to just let somebody plug into us and take our light and then run away. No. Yeah. All your connections and relationships need to be mutually beneficial. Period." Period. Period. Yeah. And nothing more. And if it's not that, then the only relationships that you can allow that are not mutually beneficial in your life are those of your children. Yeah. Because you are their caregiver. You are responsible for them. Otherwise, let grown people be grown people. So where do you, when life is lifing, where do you get your strength? What are some things that help you keep pressing your way? Um, what did Kiki say? Um, her pineapple and <laughs> pineapple uh, and Patron. Yeah, yeah, her, her pineapple and Patron. But she, she used, she used something, and it's it's something that was about time. Well, maybe yeah. I said that about time. What uh, Kenny used to say, like it's like a Timex watch. You take a lick and then keep on ticking, but Kiki says something, and I just kind of was like, Yeah, life's right. gonna keep going. She yeah. said, Life will keep going, life is gonna keep going. So, um, in your life, keep going moments like, What do you do? Long walks, reading, what helps you? Um, I'm sorry if y'all can hear my baby in the background, honey. This little boy will not sleep all night. Um, oh, what. What I do is um, try to stay in the moment. And I know this sounds really cliche, but I can't focus on what's coming. Like you said that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow has its own set of issues. Oh, yo, here we go, yo. So what's so what's so what's that scenario? I think it goes something like that. <laughs> we, just, we just gonna forget about the earbuds. So... Um, you asked me when life is life and for me, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So um, because I don't feel, I don't feel or believe that one thing is going to make me feel better. <laughs> I do lots of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, one thing I like to do if I'm not feeling well or if I'm not feeling like myself is exercise. And I'm not talking about like go to the gym, lift a bunch of weights or anything like that. I'm saying move my body. So that is a dance party in the kitchen with my kids. That is going outside with my kids, um, letting them like go up and down the street on their scooters or bikes or whatever, physically moving my body. Because I know and understand that physical movement and vitamin D and sunlight will um, release good endorphins in your body so endorphins are like your happy hormones or whatever that will make you feel better and so I do that 
I also do grounding (laughs) and mindfulness. So um, grounding is taking your feet, your bare feet, and planting them on the earth. So be it the concrete, sidewalk, the yard, whatever it is. You can even sit, too, on a yard. Some people, you know, we've heard about tree huggers. Like, people say that if you hug a tree, then you are exchanging energy from the Earth's core. And, you know, whatever. People believe what they believe. But you know, that's, that's, that's yeah. funny that you say that because... Um, one day I was feeling my body was hurting. You know, I have my days where I get up and I'm just hurting. And so Xander had a football game. And on this particular day, like, my body was killing me. And I took my shoes off. And I walked the field. As they ran from end to end, I just walked from end to end. And I left my shoes sitting in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And I told Tiana, I said, you know what? I'm not hurting no more. And I tied the two together like, okay, I need to do this more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they say that, and there's science to back this. They say that if you plant your feet, your bare feet on the ground or concrete every day for even, I want to say 60 seconds, that there is a circulation of like new red blood cells that happen in your body from like the electricity or the energy from the earth's core. Like Mm. there's science that it improves your circulation if you put your bare feet on the ground. Mm. And so because I'm into mindfulness and like imagery or visualization, whatever, when I do this, I picture in my mind because really that's the start of everything for us. I picture in my mind negative energy, worry, fear, anger leaving my body and whatever I need coming back into my body from the earth. This is also something that people will do with like water. So like in a shower, I'm sure you've heard people say, you know, if you're having a tough day, get in the shower and visualize whatever your troubles are running down the drain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so basically, this is the same kind of practice. People do it with sage. They burn sage. When you're burning sage, it supposedly cleanses the air in the home. And when you burn sage, you're supposed to say, like things that you want to bring into your home, the type of energy you want to bring into your home. So after a big argument or blow up, I'd be like, let me let me get to Sage mm-hmm. <laughs> real quick. Sage, and then I use Palo Santo. So I do a number of things. I talk to God. Um, I, you know, just kind of sit with myself. Like a lot of times you can't do anything about your issues or problems. You just gotta be. You just have to sit with it, you know. So I do all kinds of stuff when I get to life. And I cry if I need to, scream if I need to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you need to punch something, now they have rage rooms where you can go break stuff, mm-hmm. use a bad beat. So you know what I'm saying? I talk about it. I have a therapist. I talk to my friends. If you don't have a therapist, talk to somebody you trust. Somebody who you know is going to keep your confidence and 
I typically, if my friends call me or even if my sister calls me, do you want me to listen or do you need advice? I'll be needing the whole work up, y'all. I ain't gonna hold y'all up. Just fix them. Thank you. You said what? You said I'll be needing the whole work up. Just fix me. (laughs) Just fix me. God couldn't have gave me a better sister, you know. Like, hey, let me get that. (laughs) But but even in that, I'd be like, we're not broken. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's another big solution. Nothing is wrong. Nothing's wrong with you and how you feel. You're not doing anything wrong. Like, of course, we have to be accountable and aware of our mistakes and choices that we make that get us to where we are. But even all the the people who makes all the quote unquote right moves, trauma is going to find them. Tests and trials and tribulations and life will find them. No one gets to get out of it without it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so many times we be like, man, how you kind of get the woe is me. Like I've been doing everything and everything is going wrong. And what did I do? Man, even if you're a Christian, there's a verse in the Bible that says what? Um, God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. And unjust. Mm-hmm. Life. It happens and it's going to happen to everybody. You just keep living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, people try to say I'm like super holy. I'm me and I wear my heart on my sleeve, but I wear everything else on there too. I ain't sugar code, <laughs> not with nobody, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right? And so mm-hmm. for me, because I don't like to really drink on the inside of the house unless it's somebody in there with me. So I will mm-hmm. not drink alone. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it's instilled in there. And I just kind of don't like it. But mm-hmm. I will go and I'll have me a Patron margarita, maybe two, right? Or I do a Patron mm-hmm. margarita, a shot or two, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it just take my edge off. And I'm mm-hmm. good. I don't want to be too wasted. I still want to be a sound man because if anything happened, I need to know. You know, yeah. I don't need nobody sneaking up on me. So that's one thing. Um, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of writing. Um, I actually, <laughs> my silly self, I started writing a book and I'm like six chapters in and then mm-hmm. I just stopped writing. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> like six chapters. Yeah, I'm the only person that'll ever read it, you know, but I get in those moments to where it helps me. I'm able to put everything down and I get mad, you know, Joe threw one of the biggest fits, Solomon threw a fit, you know, all of them threw it. We all throw fits and we need to know that it's okay because Mm -hmm. we didn't ask to be here. We're just navigating our way through some shit that we don't know nothing about. And the world is coming up against us and we are doing our best. You know, everybody is doing their best. Even if it seems like they're not doing their best, they're doing the best with what they got. Right. If they have more, they'll give it to you. And so as you go throughout your life, all you can do is gain wisdom. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from the things that you see and that you're encountering and you grow from there. And mm-hmm. if you're not growing, you got to figure something out. Is everybody meant to grow at the same pace? No. All your friends will be on different pages and you might have to leave some behind. And 
pick up some new ones. But you only really got two or three real solid people that you can consider friends. All these other people is just takers. Because once the party over and the, and the door is closed, you by yourself. That baby says she got a list of 20 people. The school got a list of 20 people to call. And she still got to go pick up her baby. I told her, let them all go. Mm -hmm. Erase them. Tell the whole it's paper up. Yeah, it's Just call me. I'll come get my child. Because it's steady being revealed to you. And that's what life will do. Keep revealing to you over and over again who's for you and who's against you. And it's up to you to set those boundaries that my sister was talking about. Mm -hmm. Firm up your boundaries. Yeah. And then um, one thing that gave me a great amount of peace, even when things are, you know, really hectic and stressful or whatever, I let people be. You know what I'm saying? Because just like life be happening for me, life can be happening for somebody else too. Yeah. And I try not to take anything personal. And so um, even in, like you just said, it'll show you who's for you and who's against you. And that, because I feel like there were times where I couldn't show up for a person, but that didn't mean that I was against them. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. I couldn't show up for them. I couldn't be what they needed me to be in that moment, right? And so as, say, if I'm Aspen and I have this list, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that list. And it's cool. Ain't no love loss. You just couldn't be the person that I needed you to be when I needed you to be there. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not mad. It's cool. And I'm just going to let you be. And I'm going to move in this direction. And so for me, that will bring me a lot of peace because mm -hmm. you don't have to internalize that. You don't have to make it personal because a lot of times it's not. The things that people do are because of, of something that's happening with them, usually. And most people are moving through this world unaware and they're projecting out mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. the world what's inside of them. And it ends up hurting people, but it really is not personal. And so you got to stop taking things personal. It is what it is. Look at it. No judgment. I'm done with that. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing how many people that don't know what love is, never felt it, right? And then we're, we have these expectations for people. Yeah. That they don't have because they don't know. And so we have to stop assuming as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a video that's on YouTube. And I think I shared it on Facebook, but probably was a couple months ago. But the guy, he pulled, he pulled up. He was a cab driver. And a man got in the car with him and he pulled off. And it was a garbage truck in the front of them going. But the guy got in the car and he was in the car. And he was just a fussing and going off and everything. And the taxi driver was just as happy, like, yep, mm -hmm, it's a beautiful day out here, you know. But then the car in front of him and the taxi driver collided. And so mm -hmm. the man in the front car got jumped out. And it was an educational video. But he got out and went to the guy in the, with the taxi and he just started going off. But it was showing how his day unfolded and everything that happened to him in that day. And by mm -hmm. the time the taxi driver hit him, 
He just let the taxi driver have it. And the man was still smiling and just as happy like he didn't let it bother him. But here mm -hmm. it is, two different individuals. This man experienced the world in a couple of minutes. And the taxi yeah. driver was just like, I'm not letting you ruin my day. Yeah. You know, so it was almost yeah. like the garbage truck dumping out. Mm -hmm. And the taxi driver was the one being used to take it all in. But his mm -hmm. mindset was already set to have a positive day. So no matter mm -hmm. what the man came over and said to him, he was still good. You know, mm -hmm. and we have to get in that mindset. Like, yep, you might be having a bad day. You may don't know. And that's okay. Just don't come bother me. Yeah. You know, and then who are we talking to? Are these people willing to grow and learn mm -hmm. and do something different? Or do in these dark places and keep pulling you in with them? At what point do you disconnect from this stuff and want to mm -hmm. do something different in your life, you know? Yeah, that's that's a place where I apply the rule. Um, two things are true. Because it's easy to do that with a stranger, but with someone who's close to you or who you may have thought was really, really close to you, it's a lot harder to do that. And so two things are true, right? I really love this person. Like she said, her ex-best friend, right? I really love this person. I really want her to be a part of my life. But also she's shown me that she doesn't want to be in my life. And so I have to let go. Two things are true. Mm -hmm. And you cannot let that hold you back. You have to accept the duality of the situation that these two polar opposite situations or thoughts, feelings, whatever are at play in the same moment. Also, I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, young folks now, I mean, y'all, God bless you. Because social media, I feel like, has ramped this up. I feel like social media has, like, skyrocketed people's perceptions of what life is or what they think life is or what it's supposed to be. People's appearances, um, their relationships, their kids, mm -hmm. their bodies. Like, what is this young lady who just, they just said she died having a cosmetic procedure. She has three little Jamal kids. Jamal was trying to tell me about it. You know, yeah. She has three little kids. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's people's minds and thoughts about what's real and what's not is really, really skewed. And we didn't have this dynamic. When we were in high school and middle school, we didn't have social media. We wrote really letters and checked boxes and yeah. jumped rope and played Foursquare and Hopscotch and read magazines and encyclopedias, you know. And sat down and had conversations with each yeah. other, you know. And we played, like, even when we were teenagers. Where did you find me? You get what I'm saying? Like, you called me in high school. And I said, found I you in the roller decks in, in one of the offices, in the nurse's you know I mean? office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you found me like that. I'm saying physically, after oh. you called me, yeah. you said we go to the same high school, 
I'm going to be here tomorrow. Where are you going to be? Yeah. You found me in a surge, in a surge of Westside yeah. High School sitting down, having lunch with my friends. Probably telling her friends, like, y'all, this is about to be so I'm meeting my sister today. <laughs> yeah, I'm meeting my, I'm meeting my sister today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know what? My friends already knew my story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't even no shame. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this person who says they're my sister called me on my phone yesterday. She's supposed to be meeting me right here. And they were on either side of me. It's you know a lot saying? of things that I look at. You know, it's one of them words that I try to use loosely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that moment was just it it make it it makes me think about Seneca. Um and I wish I had the mental capacity to bring him here. But firm boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Cause I can't save them all. But mm-hmm. sixth grade, seventh grade, he came up to me in the projects and we was living in the projects and they had this, we talking about life be life. And, um, and so they lived in a house by the train tracks. And I remember it just, it's crystal clear. And he walked up to me, here's this guy, tall, skinny, looking just like my daddy. And he goes, hey, hey girl, what's your name? And I was like, please, out of all other people to approach like that, like, <laughs> if you don't get on the way from me, you know, I said some real stuff, but he was like, uh, yo daddy named Kenny. And I was like, mm-mm, sorry, it's not it, you know. And he was like, yes, it is, because my mama said that your mama got, you know, and I was like, please, um, please, this like this is enough because I'm about to punch you in the stomach or something. <laughs> there, right. So I go home to my mom and I said, Hey, this dude walked up to me looking just like my daddy, talking about uh is, is that, you know, am I uh his sister or whatever? And so my mom was like, Yeah, that's so and so son, yeah, that's your brother, you know. <laughs> so then mm-hmm. it was one of them things to well, okay, so he was my brother, you know. And we I seen him again and he was just like, so you still want to act funny? Cause he was a little pistol. I tell you. And I told him, I said, listen, Seneca, I know who you are. And yes, I am your sister. And then we just was, <laughs> that's my brother, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Obel and, and D and all of his siblings became my siblings, you know, um, cause they had a, a nice size family, but, um, and Tristina, all of them, we all just, you know, it was one big family. And so it's amazing how life unfolds and how mm-hmm. um, the divine connections come about because I needed you and you needed me. And still to this day, that bond is there. Sure. And that's just a part of finding your village and bringing those people in that's going to undergird you in those times and you do the same thing for them. Who's mm-hmm. gonna speak positivity into you, right? That's speaking life into you in those times where you want to just get in your car and scream and mm-hmm. cry, and you know whatever it is you want to crash your car into a tree, whatever it is. But you have this outlet that was strategically placed just for mm-hmm. you if you're open 
and allow it to come in. And that's the part, because I swear I abandoned. I'm so glad I did this, too. And I say this to this day to my, quote, new friends. I'm like, I used to be like, nope, you know, my friend roster is full. I'm cool. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have all the friends I'll ever need in life because I had three best friends who I had known from when I was 12 or 13. And we're still good till today. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But once I hit my 30s, I was just like, you know, the whole no new friends thing, that's, you know, it's kind of stanky puss energy. Like, I can't, I can't make it through this life without making new connections all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful because some of the women who um, stand by my side, who call me big sis, little sis, whatever, have been new friends. My old mm-hmm. friends are still there. I love them and thank God they have loved me through every phase that I have gone through. But my new friends, they see me making changes too and they can appreciate me just as well as the people who have been by my side. And I'm so grateful for being open. Literally one of my, I met her as an orientee, she was a new nurse and I was her preceptor in labor and delivery. Well, we ended up connecting. She checked in with me the other day. She said, how's your heart? Hmm. Hmm. That part. Mm-hmm. Baby, if your friends ain't asking you, how is your heart? Mm-hmm. Get some new ones. If your people are not asking, checking for you, really, you know what I'm saying? And waiting for a response. No matter how long it takes for you to choke it out, mm-hmm. or if you're great, she asked. You get what I'm saying? You have to have people around you who are willing to make the investment in you. And not just because y'all both going through the mud together, but because they truly care about you and your well being and how you end up. Yeah. Which makes me think about trauma bonding. You want to talk more about that? Yeah. So um, I'll have to look up the definition, I guess, on the internet. But my understanding of trauma bonding is two people who end up coming together and making bonds over shared traumatic life experiences. And trauma bonding is something that... You want me to read the what I found real quick? Yes. Okay. So it says trauma bonding happens when an abuser uses manipulation tactics and cycles of abuse to make the victim feel dependent on them for care and validation, causing a strong attachment or bond. This often occurs in romantic narcissistic relationships, but it also occurs in families, friendships, or work relationships. Right. Okay. So I was about to say, so that took the um, romantic definition, but it can happen in friendships too. You know, I've even heard this happening amongst peers. So um, say you have a mostly black school where most black people have a shared experience of being hit, whooped as a child, right? Now, people are kind of getting away from that, thank God. And those kids who have never gotten a whooping, they feel left out. 
because they don't have that same trauma experience of getting a whooping. And so they're unable to trauma bond. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, ain't that a trip? <laughs> you, you jealous because you ain't had nobody hit your body? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So we're going to, I'm going to put a period right there. Well, not saying that we stopping because we're going to keep going, but remind me to what you just said <laughs> off the mm-hmm. air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah let me make a note you so funny let me make a note but yeah so we have to be careful um, in making relationship connections and understand what that connection is truly for is what is that serving and am I in the right frame of mind to to be choosing people to connect with right now you know what I'm saying am I vulnerable am I unable to see is this a choice that I would make If everything was cool, if life was great, would I still choose this person to be a part of my life or not? Hmm. It's so much to life that we will just never unfold. Like, Hmm. we don't know the why to this stuff. And it's best to just, what does it say? Live, love, laugh. Hurt, cry, and scream, and yell, and everything else as well, because that's what completes you. That's the yin and the yang. You mm-hmm. have to go through it all so that you can be complete. Because if you're not experiencing all of it, then it's not really life because you're either happy or you're sad. Right. You don't have a dynamic view. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a diversity and uh, inclusion equity training today at work. And they talked about this part of it was racism and that sort of thing in the workplace and bias and yada, yada. And I had to speak up and say, you know, we all have to exercise grace and be gentle with ourselves and with other people. Because it's not like it's easy to walk these journeys, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy being a black person in America or globally because, you know, white supremacy is just everywhere. But in America, particularly, it's very difficult to be black, Mm -hmm. okay? You wake up with a lot of stuff and you ain't even choose it. But also for someone who's not black, who's actively trying to unlearn their racism, like they have to be gentle with themselves too. Mm -hmm. If they're really genuine at heart and want to be like, man, this is not right. It's going to take a lot of grace in that space. Now that's not black people's burden to shoulder. That's not what I'm implying. But what I'm saying is through this life thing, we are always simultaneously learning and unlearning. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot. And then you throw in kids. And so I like to be like, while I'm parenting, like me and my kids are growing up together. Me me and my big age, mm-hmm. we are growing up together. I am parenting them and reparenting myself. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's, it's always going to be this ebb and flow. And so you really got to cut yourself some slack. Be like, okay. I don't know it all. <laughs> I'm not expected to know it all. 
No one does. You got to be really, really um, intentional about that part of it. You know, I'm not saying letting yourself off the hook, but be gentle in your own correction and how you look at yourself. I'm human. I made a mistake and people do that. And when you allow those things to happen for yourself, then it is to that extent that you can allow it for other people. Mm -hmm. And it won't happen any other way. Like you can't give something to somebody that you haven't practiced for yourself. It just, you can say it, but it just won't happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it goes back to being open so that you can receive it. Yeah. You don't get everything the first time around, <laughs> but it's it's okay because life has a way of spinning the block <laughs> on your ass. Yeah, that's the funny way though. Yeah, you spin it again because it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep sending you the same damn test, you know, and, it, and eventually you're gonna pass it. It's you're just gonna, gonna, gonna get beat down a little bit. <laughs> it's gonna be somewhere, <laughs> uncle. Uncle. Okay. okay. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap in. I don't even know how the song goes, something like that. But <laughs> but like, yo, yo, can somebody can somebody tag me a switch so I can get out? Mm-hmm. You know, I need I need to catch my breath. That's how mm-hmm. I was in 2017 when life was lifing, right? Lost all them people back to back to back to back to back, and I was just hell with this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, help me. I can't do this. I'm losing people. You know, um, my marriage is falling apart. Uh, Some of my kids is acting up. It was just like, whatever. And if you don't have uh, one trusted person, you know, along with your hope and your faith or whatever you got, Mm -hmm. then you're screwed. it's, It's over. You know, for me, that 2017 was just one to remember. Mm-hmm. It, it was just one to remember. Blow after blow after blow after blow after blow. And then you look up and what was it? 20, what year are we in? It's going so fast. You know, you look up and then 2021 was the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like hold it. It's a wonder that I don't smoke Newport 100s in a box because I was looking for some type of outlet, but I was still caring for everybody else and nobody was caring for me. Yeah. Nobody was caring for me. People could care less. That was a tough place for me. And they talk about life and life. And, you know, I look at them now and they just be like, well, I ain't got this outfit. I ain't got no gas in my car. Oh, I want to kill myself. You're like, huh? <laughs> Can you say it again? Because I think I have some earwax that I didn't get out from last week. Still in here. Because I ain't hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting up here telling you that I'm waving about 19 flags because I surrender. Mm-hmm. This stuff ain't easy. Mm-mm. But you got to keep going. You can't stop. It's people watching us even when we think folks not watching, trying to see how are you going to overcome that. And then they see you pull through and they just be like, man, I didn't think you was going to make it. Hmm. 
They waiting on you to fail. You know, so what the, what what who said that life for me ain't been no crystal chandelier? Mm-hmm. I don't know who said that, but I feel like it was in a book, Alice Walker book. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Please nobody add me. And I was thinking like Maya Angelou or <laughs> it's somebody <laughs> old in a book that we had to do for school, you know. I don't even know and like people nor celebrities. I could care less about them. I mean, I got one person that I really want to see. Uh, my sister going to go see Beyonce and change. Look, uh, just to add a little fun to that, she is so excited. I want to see Bruno Mars in concert. And and I was just like, I'm about to be 45 years old. Never done anything that is, well, outside of going to Clearwater, Florida, seeing the Dolphins and mm. the White Sand. That was like huge for me. I got two of my heart's desires on one day in one place. And all I can do is break down and cry. But mm-hmm. I'm about to be 45 and I want to do something for my birthday. I feel like I do something for everybody else. I celebrate everybody else's birthday. I would like to celebrate my birthday mm-hmm. this year. I don't know how. Bruno Mars is somebody that I would love to see in concert. Is he touring? Um, I don't even know. I don't, you know what? <laughs> it's... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Like, I can make it all the way to, like, looking at stuff, and then I get to the end to check out and stuff, and I close all the way out because I'm fear. Life be life, but fear is incorporated in there, right? Fear Mm -hmm. of traveling by myself, fear of not being able to afford it, fear of life happening, and then I got to use this money for something else, and so I need I that's me neglecting myself when I should just be like bump it. And you know, and do it. On nobody else to do it for you. Yeah. So um so I don't know. It is what it is, but yeah, that's a part of life. You know, you work hard. So it's it's like why can't you go and treat yourself? You take care of everybody else. Why can't you take care of yourself? It's still a lot that I'm learning about life. We don't have all of the answers. This stuff is something different every day. Nothing Mm -hmm. in the day is the same. You know, your routine might be the same, but the day is different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Anything else you want to share, sister? (sighs) No. You know, some of these conversations for me are just like I, I feel like they're useful um, but I hate feeling like the old Negro who just <laughs> who just tries to you know give wisdom or you know what I'm saying like you feel like you're doing a good thing but I don't ever want the younger generation to be like oh let's block them out because they just talking but I hope you know, whoever listened to this did get some nuggets here or there. And just look, be gentle with yourself. No one has it all figured out. I don't know why you 20-somethings think you have to have it all figured out right now. Like, your life has barely even started. You mm-hmm. just got a fully formed brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
you you just I did not hit my stride until I was well into my 30s swear to god 20s was fun 30s funner <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. 40s life is getting sweeter because I'm getting wiser so just one day at a time go with the waves all of the cliches all of them right here all of them right here <laughs> And I would say, you know, to the person that is closing it out, if you hear this and it fall on your ears, the invite goes out all the time. You know, it's meant for those who accept the invite. And so you might hear it all right now if they close them out, but a year or two from now, a week or so from now, you'll be like, dang, they was talking about that. Mm -hmm. Let me go back and find this. How can I apply this to where I am right now? You know, so if it fall on deaf ears now, you'll need it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll be available for you. So some takeaways that I have on today is we have to change our verbiage as far as challenges. Um, what did you say? I, I, I lost the word. It, was it victim? Well, that's what she said. She's not a victim, but no, she said that it's okay to be weak. There you go. Weak. Weak is not what we're looking for, and it has a negative connotation. It's okay to be vulnerable. There it is. Firm up your boundaries. If it don't add value to you, let it go. Find your village. Are they checking on you? Are you all holding each other accountable? Like, what does that look like for you? Being positive matters. Exercise. Move your body in some type of way. Play with your children. I'm sure they would love to go running down the parking lot looking crazy. Y'all just (laughs) in your pajamas and your hair bonnets and rollers or whatever y'all doing. I mean, put some makeup on, throw a wig on, your nine foot lashes, whatever that look like, you know. Just get out there and shake a tail feather so that you can restore some positivity into you. Walk barefoot, sit down on the ground, burn some sage. Whatever it is you feel like you need to do, talk to your higher power, cry, scream, yell, seek therapy. You know, a lot of people, especially in the Black community, frown upon therapy. But this is a place where nobody knows you. It's a safe, non-judgmental zone mm-hmm. where you could go up in there and say whatever the heck you want to say and nobody cares. But what they do care about is solutions on how to build you and to help you become a healthy individual in this thing called life that we're life. In. So that's important. Let people be. Everybody not for you. And as you grow and mature, your music change, your clothing change, the food you eat change. Life is always changing. Your friends are going to change. The things you watch on TV is going to change because you are going to want certain things coming into your eye and your ear gates. That stuff is important because Mm -hmm. it will drag you down with Mm -hmm. it if you're not strong enough to overcome it. You'll be in the house, depressed, anxiety, all closed up. Don't want to go outside. Don't want to answer your phone. Mean, rude, in the checkout lines. Like, it's a lot that comes along with that. And 
exactly. My sister said two things are true. I love you, but you've shown me who you are. So, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. And on that note, if you're hanging out with me, I'll hang in there with you. Peace.